Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, everybody, to Twins Fest. We are live here at Target Field. How about a round of applause right away? We're here. We're also on the home of the Minnesota Twins, WCCO Radio. My name is Chad Hartman. I will be here for about 90 minutes with this man to my immediate right. And I will say this as uh, someone who uh, grew up wanting to be a play-by-play announcer, was for a while until some family matters happened. I believe this man, Corey Provis, is the best Twins play-by-play broadcaster they've ever had. He's here. And then the fact that all of you came out to see me, I really appreciate that. Um, By a show of hands... Who thinks they've had a pretty good week? I, th- I feel like I've had a pretty good week. Pretty good week. Yeah. I got a feeling that, yeah. I got yeah. a feeling the man to my far right has had a pretty good week. He is the quintessential Minnesota success story. I mean, what numbers do we not know? 306 batting average, the MVP in 09, the three batting titles. And now Joseph Patrick Maurer at this point, is the youngest member of the Hall of Fame. How about a round of applause? Joe Mowers here. Thanks, Chad. Thank you. I'll, uh, I'll go first, and then, Corey, you jump in. Okay, so we all know what's happened. Can you just take me through your day, what you were trying to do, keep yourself oh, busy? Listen, you have young kids. They're going to keep you busy. But leading up the time when a phone call could potentially come from the Hall of Fame. Um, It was crazy. Um, I actually would like to fast forward to the day before. Um, So Monday night, um, we decided to go to Mancini's there in St. Paul to celebrate my uh, father-in-law's birthday. And uh, I go in there and I I see uh, Mr. Mancini and uh, he goes, hey, by the way, Terry Ryan's here. I said, oh, Okay. I go, well, can I go say hi to him? He goes, sure. So I go down uh, to his table, and, and lo and behold, Terry Ryan, general manager that signed me, is there. Uh, Bill Smith, general manager who was there my rest of my career. Uh, Joel Leppel, the scout that signed me. Um, <laughs> and Jim Rance, longtime uh, minor league sure. coordinator. Hall of Famer, and then yeah. um, Rob Anthony, who was uh, general manager, are all sitting there having dinner with their wives the night before, Monday night, Mancini, St. Paul. So I'm like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? You know, this is, this is unbelievable. So it was nice to, to visit with them and, and go through it, but uh, I just couldn't believe it. And then uh, 
you know, Tuesday, um, my son goes to school Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so Chip was uh, keeping me pretty occupied uh, throughout the day. And then uh, just had some, uh, you know, my wife and kids and mom and my brothers and just a really small group kind of waiting. And 15 minutes into that window, I get the call. And it was just unbelievable. So uh, it's been a whirlwind since then. And, um, you know, the basement started filling up with uh, family and friends. And uh, it's just been a riot. So it's been great. And then it was, yeah, by all means, please. Yeah, this was incredible. And then, and maybe you folks saw the images, you had a chance to go to Cooperstown, was it? you fly out Thursday? I got home yesterday at 9 p.m. All right, so you spent the last couple of days in Cooperstown. What was that experience like? And when you get there, what do you do? Yeah, well, uh, after that call and, you know, the media requirements that night on Tuesday, um, you know, try to pack and and get out to Cooperstown. But, um, you know, we uh, brought the whole crew out there, my family, and I got to bring my mom. And uh, we went out there, and I think the moment I walked through the plaque gallery was, that was a pretty unbelievable moment. Um, I remember walking through there, uh, Adrian Beltre and I were kind of walking through, and there's nobody in there. And it was just, you could feel the the greatness around you. And, um, you know, I looked at him, I said, this is pretty awesome, isn't it? And he goes, yeah, yeah. So um, it's a whirlwind of a couple days, but uh, like I said, it's... um, it's been a blast. Uh, since 5 o'clock or so on Tuesday, ballpark, how many texts <laughs> have you received the most unique and surprising texts you receive? And would you like to give out your phone number in case yeah, anybody no, else wants um, to reach out to you? Chad, I appreciate you setting this up because I have a lot of uh, thank yous to and responses to make. Um, yeah, and it seems like when you respond, you, you don't want to have a back and forth. It's yeah. just been crazy, but um, I'll get to them, so I apologize if I haven't gotten to them yet, but um, it's it's just been crazy. I mean, the, the response, um, you know, just people that, you know, obviously you don't just get there by yourself. There's been so much support and, and people that have impacted me on my, on my journey, my baseball journey, and um, to see some of those names that, you know, you talked to last week and then maybe you hadn't talked to in about 20 years, so... Um, wide range of people, but uh, so thankful and, and appreciative of it. All three of us up here have lost our fathers uh, within the last couple of years, and your dad, Jake, passed away just more than a year ago. How much has he been on your mind since Tuesday, especially yeah, since Tuesday? Um, all the time. You know, um, when that phone started ringing, that's the first person I thought of, um, dad and grandpa. And, you know, I think they might have had something to do with that call being the first uh, go-around. So, um but, yeah, I mean, it, it's just not just this week, but, like, the months leading up to it. And, you know, there's a lot of attention to the trackers now with how you're, how you're going in the voting. And um, it just gives you, you know, some time to reflect on, on things that are important and, and who helped you get there. So uh, it's been an emotional uh, few months, uh, definitely an emotional week. And, um, yeah, I know they had something to do with that, that's for sure. If, if my father was still here, he would have taken credit for most of your career. And yeah. I'm sure he was convincing a few people up there, too. So yeah. I appreciate yeah. that, too. Okay. If, you, if somebody says, who knows you well, says, Joe, there's one moment from your career. And there's literally thousands of moments from your career. But if there's one moment from your career that now most stays with you, what is it? 
stays with me? Yeah. That's a great question. I, I think for me it was opening day, my rookie year, you know, 2004. Um, I'm 20 years old. I got the catcher's gear on and um, hearing uh, over the loudspeaker, here's your Minnesota twin, and I'm running out to home plate. Um, I think that was kind of that wow, you know, yep. moment and uh, something I'll never forget. Um, I always tell the story. I was just really nervous about getting that first pitch back to Brad Radke, <laughs> so he didn't have to move off the mound. But um, you know, that was that was that moment for me. Was this is really special? How much uh, of of not just last year, but looking ahead even to twenty twenty four? How invested are you still with everyday Twins baseball and what the team did last year? You never got a chance to win to win a playoff game or a playoff series, but watching what this team did last year. And expectations are high once again for 2024. Yeah, definitely proud of the guys in in last season. I know um, that group, and and we all wanted to go a little bit further, but I I think it was the first hurdle into where we want to get to. And, um, you know, definitely invested um, a lot into the people in that clubhouse and still have a lot of friends. And, um, you know, I always tell them I'm just uh, across the river if they ever need anything. You know, just uh, I'm here, a phone call away, whatever I can do to help. And, um yeah, I look forward to them building on what they did last year, and, and I know that's a hungry room, so it uh, should make for a pretty fun summer. All right, we're going to make a, a decision here. Uh, we're live at Twins Fest. We're also on CCO Radio. We've decided to pass on the break, so we're going to keep Joe here until about 1128, so we won't even have to pause nice, for nice. Any, uh, any commercial time. Are there ever days during the summer when you're feeling especially healthy and you're feeling good and you think, could I just go down there one more time? Does that come up, or have you been able to put all that off the yeah, side? Yeah, no, it, it is. I mean, you think about that. I mean, that's the one thing you miss. You love. For me, it's competing, you know, um, stepping into a big league box and facing the best in the world every night. Um, there's not a feeling like that, but then I get quickly reminded of uh, what it, especially the last couple of years, what it took for me to get out there uh, physically and and mentally and, and, you know, wanting to go out there and, and um, you know, give it, uh, do everything that I could to have success out there. So, um, yes, I mean, I'll probably be, you know, hopefully 60, 70 years old, still want to take an at bat, but uh, that's just not in the cards anymore. Because of your playing career, you know, when you were playing, you were not permitted to do certain things, whether it was skiing or other things. Have you picked up some, some new hobbies that now Joe Maurer, as simply as a dad, as a citizen, and no yeah. longer a player, that now he can uh, partake in. Yeah, I think that, that was one of the things we did um, with my girls. So my girls were five years old when I retired, and um, we put the skis on. You know, for me, the first time at 35, and they were five, and um, had a couple yard sales there at the top of the hill off the chairlift. But, um, yeah, no, it, it was fun. It was fun to, uh, to learn that with them, try something new. And, um, yeah, it, it, it's been a ball. And, you know, we've uh, kind of turned it into, you know, we try to, you know, go skiing somewhere, you know, once, uh, once a winter. And uh, hopefully that tradition will, will keep going on. Would anybody be surprised in here if Joe Maurer is not skiing Black Diamonds in like, <laughs> in like, you know, a, I'll, in like I'll a year? You, I'll tell you this, Corey. I, I found that I do like the greens and the blues. You know, just nice and easy cruise, and, you know, I, I don't think I need to prove anything in skiing, so I, I think I'm going to stick to those two, uh, uh, smart. two routes. <laughs> smart. Um, I also saw the note the other day that you're a very good, and I call it ping pong. I'm sorry, I'm not calling it a table tennis. That you're a very good ping pong player. 
I think every other person in this room thinks they're the best ping pong player. Everybody I know, I think I'm a good ping pong player. Corey, Pre okay, now where's ping pong in your areas yeah. that you like to play? I don't think you're like lining up the girls and taking no. them up, but with your buddy, I mean, like, do you have a ping pong table at the house? Yeah, so I actually got a mini ping pong table, and um, it's funny. I um, we played a lot when I was playing, you know, on the road, and you know, we had guys, uh, you know, like Perkins. Um, Glenn Perkins was really into it too, but. Um, you know, we would go on the road. We would travel with it. And, um, so wait a sec. On the room. plane down below, a ping pong table it, would go yes. with. Yes, well, on the mini ping pong table. So it's about that. Okay. And uh, if you want to get good at ping pong, everybody go get a mini table. It's, uh, it's not easy. But we would, uh, we would set it up in one of the hotel rooms. And, you know, it was just kind of nice for guys to just come around. And we would just kind of hang out, you know, a dozen of us. And, and we'd get pretty good. And. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was just a way to kind of keep that camaraderie uh, going, you know, away from the ballpark. The Twins, I believe, when the Hall of Fame takes place, will be here playing Milwaukee. I don't know who I'm going to be working with because everybody I work with is going to want to be there with you in, in, Saint, in, uh, in Cooperstown for the festivities. But, I mean, the question comes up all the time about the speech and about how that process takes place and making sure you get everybody in. Is that something that's on your mind that, hey, let me enjoy this time here for a little bit. I'll get to work on that here in the next month or so? Yeah, you know, the thoughts definitely are crossing your mind and swirling in your head. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just been so crazy. I mean, it's, it's been not even a week. And, um, but you, you want to make it right. You know, you want to go out there and thank the people you need to thank. But, um, you know, they told me eight minutes, eight to ten minutes. And um, I think if you go any further than that, uh, you might get some grief from the guys behind you, which you don't want to do that um, for sure. But, no, I, um, yeah, definitely started thinking about it, um, kind of how I wanted to uh, come out. And, um, yeah, it'll be a, be a fun summer to, uh, to reflect on everything. I'll remind our uh, radio audience, because everybody here knows what's taking place. Chad Hartman here along with Corey Provis and the Hall of Famer, Joe Maurer will keep Joe for about seven, eight more minutes. Uh, just before I came upstairs, I ran into somebody that we all know very well, Paul Molitor. Obviously, the St. Paul ties are amazing. Can you take me through when you met the three other St. Paul Hall of Famers for the first time, when you met Paul Molitor, Dave Winfield, and Jack Morris? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy because, you know, I've gotten to know those three guys pretty well over the years. And um, obviously playing for Molly um, was awesome. It was a treat. And, and just being able to learn from him um, on a day-to-day -day basis was, was really special. And um, I think, uh, geez, the first time I met Molly, um, he probably doesn't even remember this, but I was in a, a camp at Creighton Durham Hall, um, probably nine or ten years old. And uh, he was on an off day, you know, coming in to speak to the campers. And um, one of the things I remember, he was talking about using the whole field, hitting. And uh, I was just fascinated by that. And, um, you know, I, and that's the thing. You just pick up things from guys that were before you. And, and obviously I learned a lot from Paul over the years. But um, like I said, that was the first time I met him. He probably doesn't remember it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, too, Dave uh, Winfield um, – I met him pretty early on. I mean, his brother Steve used to referee a lot of my basketball games uh, growing up, and um, you know, baseball umpiring. He was very active in the community, and um, felt like I got to know Dave uh, really early on too. But and Jack the same way. But uh, like I said, over the years, and you know, it's it's pretty amazing to to think that you know now I'm the fourth 
guy from St. Paul. Um, and like I said, Winfield and Molitor, we played at down at Oxford uh, Playground, Jimmy Lee Rec Center, you know, the same ball fields. It's, it's pretty, pretty crazy. We're inside the uh, Rod Carew Atrium here. It is packed here, uh, deservedly so. And I can't help, Joe, but look out and see a lot of young kids who I'm sure grew up and just love Joe Maurer and maybe emulate their, their swing after Joe Maurer. Obviously, climate here is not ideal for full, although this season's been fine. This winter's been actually pretty nice uh, in terms of getting outside. But for Minnesota kids that want to be Joe Maurer one day about skills they can work on year-round to maybe be where you eventually landed. Yeah, you know, we've been kind of talking about this a lot. Um, you know, I mentioned Dave Winfield, Paul Molitor, and, and Jack Morris. You know, we always we play different sports, too. You know, I think that's one thing. I, I played football and basketball all the way through my senior year, and, and I, I honestly believe I, I think it helped me become a better baseball player. Um, and I remember that the great Bobby Bowden, you know, Florida State um, head coach, was recruiting me, and he made it a point to come watch me play basketball in high school my senior year. And um, I asked him why, because he, he was very adamant about it. And he, he just said, Joe, I'm looking for athletes. I could teach you how to play football. And um, I said, okay, that, that's a pretty good answer. <laughs> but um, that was very important to him. And, you know, obviously with all the success that he had, I, I think that reigns true. But, you know, I, I love the game of baseball. And um, when I had that free moment in the winter, I would, you know, go out to the garage and hit some balls. And it was just something I enjoyed doing. So I encourage kids, if they enjoy playing other sports as well, you know, give it a go. So uh, on Hall of Fame night, um, Tom Verducci and MLB Network, before the announcement was made, had just a great anecdote about Max Scherzer. And Max Scherzer is going to be in the Hall of Fame one day, and he showed all this great video about the times you beat him. Pitch after pitch, base hit to center, base hit to left, pulling a ball to right. And then Tom mentioned that Max Scherzer – found a way to start throwing a cut fastball simply because he needed a pitch to get Joe Maurer out. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he needed. Yeah. Were you aware of this? Have you talked to Max about that over time? You know, time? I, I never talked to him about it, but um, I'm flattered. Um, <laughs> But that, that's the thing. That, when you talk about things that you miss, it's, it's going up against a guy like Max Scherzer, who I, I believe will be in Cooperstown very shortly after he decides to hang it up. But um, it's the back and forth. It's kind of like a cat and mouse game. You know, you make adjustments to him. He's making adjustments to you. And, you know, I, I wish they would have ended that video with me hitting another double or something. But, um, you know, that's, that's why, uh, you know, that's why, you know, he'll be going to Cooperstown here shortly. But, um, yeah, you know, that's the thing. That's, that's, those are the things that you miss and, and competing. And, um, you know, that's, that's a lot of fun going up with guys like that. Uh, we'll each have uh, one more question. We'll let uh, Joe go. Pretty good follow-up after Joe. Rodney Klein, Carew, and Tony Oliva are going to join Not us. Bad. So that's that's Not pretty bad. good. Uh, if I could just have a point of privilege on this one, um, I am lucky to have three sons. Love them all dearly. My youngest son is named Quinton, and Quinton has a rare genetic syndrome called Dirk One A, and Quinton is now twenty-two. He's my hero, you know, and, and when you have young adult individuals, they're, they're looking to find places in their life to be fulfilled. They're looking to be around like-minded individuals. You're looking to find people who have heart and decency. And one of the best places in town is the Highland Friendship Club. And, and what they do with individuals with various disabilities and probably the most visible person 
in helping raise the profile of the Highland Friendship Group is this guy over to the right, Joe Maurer. And And, and Joe could be involved in a lot of causes, and there are a lot of us who are in this club of having a child who has health challenges that you initially did not want to be there, right? But then I cannot imagine a second of my life without the joy of Quinton, so I want to thank you for what you do. Oh, absolutely. And I just want, to, want you to expand on that, why that meant a lot to you. Yeah, so the Highland Friendship Club, like Chad said, is an amazing organization, and it was actually found by, founded by one of my best friends, Tony Leesman, his mom, Pat Leesman, um, 20-plus years ago. And um, so Tony's brother, Mike, uh, you know, is, is a part of the club, and um, it, just to watch him flourish, you know, like you said, in the community. And, and you know, they have events all over town, and I, I would really encourage everybody just to do a little bit more digging on it because it's it really is a special place. But just to see that and it, it's become a you know my family and going back and seeing the members, it's it's a lot of fun. But um, yeah, special place, special people, and um, yeah, check them out. That's for sure. You know what title we left out during the introductions? Author. Author. Well, that's right. Yes. Joe Mauer came out with that. a book. Just what? It came out <laughs> like last week, just before everything came down. You worked on a children's book with, uh, with yeah. Joe Schmidt, right? Yeah, so Joe, um, Joe came to me with an idea um, over, well, about a year ago now and um, about writing a children's book about one of the, the silent impact, a chapter in a silent impact book. And, and to be honest, I wasn't really behind it uh, right away, but then he quickly mentioned that he wanted to give 100% of the proceeds to charity. And Fifty percent of that is to the Highland Friendship Club, so um, he didn't have to twist my arm too much after that. But um, yeah, he did a great job, and um, the illustrations uh, came out wonderful. And um, yeah, it, this I always I told Joe I said this is your story to tell. I'll, I'll support you in any way that I can. But um, excited to uh, to have that out and available now um, to kids. And, and I told him I, I I hope it just my goal for the book is just to really spark conversation, you know, between parents and kids and kids and teachers about, um, the importance of just being kind, you know, it, it goes a long way. And, you know, being here in this community, there's a lot of great people out there that, that share that message. So hopefully we can get that book into hands of kids and parents and teachers and, and keep that conversation going. Joe, greatly enjoyed the conversation. Again, yeah. another round of applause for the hall of famer. There he is. Thank you guys. Number seven. Thank you. Two more Hall of Famers are off to the right, Rod Carew and Tony Oliva. They'll join us next on CCO. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, everybody. We continue at Twins Fest. We're live here at Target Field. We're also live on the home of the Minnesota Twins, WCCO. If you think of the Minnesota Twins, it takes you about five seconds to think of these two names. How about a round of applause for two more Hall of Famers, Tony Oliva and Rodney klein right here. So this man to my right, Mr. Carew, when I was younger, my father would take me here and basically take me to places where I shouldn't go. Uh, Rod would end up taking care of me too much. And I still remember one time we were on a flight coming back from one of his 77 All-Star games or something. And he told my father, have Chad sit with me. And so what he did, Corey, is he had me take the window seat and he taught me how to play gin. Okay? Well, I'm thinking, Tony, this is pretty good. What I did not realize is there was a reflection off the airplane window, and he could see all my cards. Well, you know, you, you, the old man had to try a few tricks on the young man. I mean, he beat me like 10 times in a row. I'm like, I think I know how this game works, and I'm just getting, uh, just getting whipped. So, all right, great to see both of you. Tony, let me start with you. What is your reflection on Joe Maurer making the Hall of Fame? Wonderful. I never you know, worry about him to make the Hall of Fame. I think no way they can stop him to move on to the Hall of Fame in the first try. Uh, he did everything perfect. You know, he's a, he played, he played good. He over three batting champion, over 300, play every day. Nice, nice. I don't know, I think he's too nice to be a baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be a baseball player, you'll be, you have to be a little bit dirty sometimes. Uh, and he's a so nice uh, there's a believer. There's no reason why they can stop him. Uh, I'm so glad he went so quickly. This way he don't have to worry. Because a lot of people were thinking, no way he got the first, the first try. But uh, I was thinking, you know, he got the first try. He deserved to be the first try. You think about, yeah, Twins Hall of Famers, first ballot, it's a short list. Maurer, Puckett, Carew. Pretty good right there. That's not a bad, yes. that's not a bad trio. But, but, I am the champion. I had to wait 45 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am still here, alive. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Rumi, I'm sorry. No, 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 you no. Know, you don't have to be I'm sorry. I, we, we I'm were so roommates. glad to make one still alive. <laughs> we were roommates for about 11 years. And that's all I learned about hitting, learned about his bad knees, and all that good stuff. But, you know, we always went to the ballpark together. 
We had lunch together. We had breakfast. We went to the movies together. You know, and he was the, the best roommate. Um, and I used to stay up at nights and because of his knee, the, the pain in his knee. And sometimes I'd have to run down the hallway to get a bucket of ice. But this guy went through so much stuff with his legs, like I'm doing right now with mine. But not as bad as his because I didn't have to play with, with a bad knee. As far as uh, Joe Maurer, you know, my wife and I looked all day for news of sure. who, who was elected. And um, when he was elected, I says, great. Because Joe is not just a Hall of Fame baseball player. He's a Hall of Fame person. That's the kind of guy he is, you know. Um, and I'm, I also mentioned that, you know, his dad passed away two years ago. And this would have been a wonderful occasion for both of them to be together. And, because he, he helped Joe as a kid. You know, he brought him up the right way. And um, I wonder, what are they putting in the water in St. Paul? <laughs> because you have so many good, great players coming out of St. Paul. Uh, I think maybe it's the water these guys are drinking. I mean, you lived in Golden Valley. You should have lived in St. Paul when you were here, just to, just to add to the hitting. All right, you've talked a lot lately when those of us in the media have asked about the approach and all the home runs, right, and how get on base, hit the ball everywhere. That's what Tony did, that's what you did, and that's what Joe did. That, that must add to your appreciation that you guys, it wasn't all swing the, for the fences, it was base hits, opposite field, pulling the ball, just playing the game why, the, the way you thought it should be played. Well, you know, when I signed with the, with the Twins, the owner, Mr. Griffith, told me that um, we have about six or seven guys in the lineup that could hit home runs. And I was more of a power hitter when I played in, in, in Sandlot. So I had to change my whole way of hitting. I used to go from the left field foul line to the right field foul line because there are a lot of hits out there. You know, so I hated striking out. And when I see these guys strike out 200 times a year and lugging that bat back to the dugout, boy, I, I, I hate that, you know. But it's all about hitting home runs. And to us, it was about learning how to play the game, knowing when to move runners into scoring position. That's what baseball is all about. And... I'm embarrassed to see guys strike out 200 times a year because that's no fun, you know. I had a lot of fun running down to first base and making a turn after a base hit. You know, to me, that was fun. But, um, you know, it's, it's good to be back. This is my favorite place. I grew up here. I, I came here when I was a kid, and I left there, and... And believe it or not, I was a hothead. So I came here as a kid, hot-headed kid, and I left here as, as a man, you know, because you guys put up with me, especially the older guys. You younger guys don't, don't know. But um, so this is still my home. 
You know, I still consider this my home. I just kind of go out to California and hang out a little bit. But, uh, and I buried my, my youngest daughter is buried here in Minnesota because um, she was born here and I wanted her to feel at home while she's here and while she's up there. Well said. Beautiful. His uh, late daughter, Michelle. Tony O, I want to bring you back into what Chad was asking Rod about hitting. When you would get the bat in your hands, what were you thinking about? Where did you want that, that ball, if, you, if everything was right, where did you want that ball to go? Did you have an idea, right field, center field, where did you want it to go? Well, we, the first, first thing, in those days, we practiced the right way. Uh, you practice. The, you have to practice the same way you want to play the game. When I come to hit batting practice, I want to hit the ball to left field. I want to pull the ball. I want. To, I never want to want to hit the ball uh, straight to the middle because I don't matter. I go hit the ball over there sometimes. But see, in the game, sometimes I want to hit the ball to opposite field. Sometimes I want to pull the ball. All depends who's the hitter. But I, I have so much confidence in me that I think it doesn't matter who pitches, I know I can handle. I know I can do almost what I want to do. If I want to go to opposite field or if I want to pull the ball, I'll be able to do it. But the only thing I, I think I was a lot better hitting when I have to strike. I don't like to swing the first pitch. I want to see the first pitch. Yeah, the reason I do that because I was a lot better hitting after I saw the first pitch. But I, and the other thing I want is to hit the ball. Hit the ball to left field or put the ball. I hit a stroke out. If I stroke out twice in the game, I think it's a miracle. You know, it's, it's something that I know can take it. I don't know if I took I like to see guys today took out five, six times in the road. I don't know if it's me, I think I can handle myself. <laughs> no, it's very hard for me to do it. But the way I was practiced, I, after you face the guy one time or twice, you have a pretty good idea of what the ball do. If the ball move this way or the other way, slide on that, you have a pretty good idea. This is like, like he was doing this. He know what he can do. You have to know what you can do. You have to be you. You know, you know you save what you can do. You know, a lot of guys go over there, they don't have any idea what they can do because they do what somebody else tells them to do. You know? Uh, in those days, we had to produce. If you hit 200 or 210, 215, you could be in the Manioli or maybe you could be at home. Uh-huh. It's like that. Today, if you hit 10 or 15 or wrong, it's okay. It's a big deal. You know, it's a big thing. Let's uh, finish with this. We, we have to let you guys go in two minutes. Rodney, I just want you to finish again. And you alluded to it uh, initially, but I know you love Tony so much. And I know how important he has been to your life. Can you just expand on that? Not just your friendship as roommates, but how close and how comfortable you guys feel, even if you haven't seen each other for a couple months, and how natural it feels right away. Well... <clears throat> The first time I worked out with the twins in New York, I went in, and I, w- I was about 140 pounds. And so they didn't have a uniform to fit me, so they gave me one of Tony's 
So when I went out on the field to work out, you know, people were saying, Tony Oliva, Tony. And I was, I was saying to myself, I wish I, I was as good as that guy, Tony Oliva. But um, we have developed a friendship since 1966, 65. And we've kept that friendship since then. This guy is one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet. And I'm going to tell you something. Minnesota has uh, every person you see on the streets and you ask them about Tony Oliva. Oh, I've got about five of his autographs. He always, always signed. But he's a good guy and he's been a part of the Twins organization for a very long time. So he's good to be around. He taught me a lot about playing the game. Did tied my first tie because, you know, when we came up, we had to wear a jacket and tie, even if we're going down to the lobby to get a Coke or something. Now, guys dress differently. But, you know, but, you know, and it was strict. If, if you didn't have a jacket on, you got fined. And giving money away like that for a stupid thing like, you know, wasn't, I wasn't fond of. But I, I, I would also like to say uh, something about you guys. You know, I always consider this my home. I played here for 12 years. I lived here for 12 years. I, I lived in the cold. I tr I've traveled all over the state of Minnesota, and um, I enjoy coming back. This young man here, his dad was one of the only reporters that I would talk to because he had his little tape recorder and he taped all the interviews. So if he wrote something the next day that you didn't like, he pulled out the tape and said, listen, you know. But uh, Sid Hartman was, um, he was a true Minnesotan. He loved the different sports teams here and he pulled for them and um, I'm glad that I played here I come back maybe five or six times a year to do things for the twins I go to spring training with them and try to help the kids out so uh, this will always and this place will always be you know a very big part of my, my life so Beautiful. thank Beautifully you for stated. Minnesotans right here, Rod Carew and Tony Oliva. We're back in moments on CCO. Welcome back, everybody. We are at uh, Twins Fest along with uh, the television voice of the Minnesota Twins, Corey Provis. And how about this man who had a fabulous season last year? Eddie Julian is uh, with us. Thank you. Thank you, sir, so much. I appreciate it. We just were talking Montreal. And your uh, off season. Let's say people out here are thinking about traveling to Montreal. Uh, where should they go, and why should Montreal be on their list? Um, I would say you should ha you should go to old Montreal. You know, it's a it's an old city. It's an old place. It's a bunch of uh, nice building. It's old and um, bunch of good restaurants. And of course, you can learn French if you're if you're willing to stay for a couple months. You can learn French and learn a new language, but 
it's a, it's a great place because, you know, there's once I got here yesterday, I was surprised how there's no snow in Minnesota, and I kept hearing about how the winters are bad here, but it's nothing like Montreal. Um, <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> Just, this is, as we were saying, this yeah. is not typical. You know that, yeah. Corey. Yeah, April. We've had some snow outs here in April, uh, so who knows how this may play out. Speaking of, of language, you, you play college ball at Auburn. When you went to college, how much English did you know at the time? And not just you, but even your immediate family members, their comfortability with the uh, with speaking English. Yeah, it's pretty funny because when uh, I got recruited to go to Auburn, I couldn't speak English. And my parents couldn't speak English either. Only my mom could speak a little bit. So when I took my visit, uh, we needed a translator with us to just be able to communicate with the coaches and everybody there. So... Um, my first year, yeah, I couldn't speak English. It was hard because, you know, I got to communicate with teammates, with the coaches, and um, going to classes too. You know, I, it's already hard to, to learn French and to learn English while well, I speak French back home. And now I had to go to a school where there's no French. Nobody could speak French to me, and I couldn't speak to anybody. So I kind of had to figure it out by myself. And I had my Google translator with me at all time. And, you know, I, just, uh, I was just trying. Have you uh, tried to teach any of your teammates a little French? Yeah, you know, everybody tries to... They ask me how to say a couple things in French. Um, Can we say those words? Yeah, usually radio? not. You know, it's the same thing. <laughs> but vice versa, though. You know, when I first started learning English, all these guys would learn all the bad words. So I would go to someone, and I'd speak with all the bad words, and the person would look at me like, what's wrong with this guy, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I've, uh, I've learned a lot so far, and I'm still not great but uh, I'm a little better than what I used to. Uh, in a big moment, if you strike out, big moment, commit a costly error, and a bad word comes to mind. Are you doing that in French or English? Um, you know, I, I learned the F word pretty quick with my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's, a, it's a cool one to say. You know, it's quick, you know. It's so, a versatile word, yeah. right? I mean, it could be positive, yeah. it could be negative. So uh, I like it. Yeah, okay. You are... Uh, you played a lot of places last year, second base, DH, and a little bit of first, right? But I saw Derek Falvey yesterday saying there might be a little bit more first base for you this year. To take me through that possibility. Yeah, um, I guess I haven't talked to Derek or, or Rockwell. Rockwell called me a little bit about that, but, um, yeah, I'm ready to play first. I played a little bit last year. Um, I practiced this offseason. I knew it was going to be – Something I had to get better at. Um, that's a good problem when you have a lot of players that can play different position and we're trying to play a matchup. And um, we have a lot of good second basemen um, in Polanco coming back. And, um, but we have, a, we have so many good players, so I would just want to be ready to play in any position. If they want me at catching position or playing center field, I play center field. You know? So I just want to have the team win, and whatever they need me to do, I'll do it. And I'm, I'm just here to win. It, it was pretty cool because last year you picked up your first big league hit and your first big league home run in the same inning at the same stadium, right, at Yankee Stadium last year. So those are milestones that anybody likes to have. Where do you have those balls displayed at home? You know what? Um, after that game, I gave those two balls to my dad, um, and I haven't seen them since. Uh. Anybody checking eBay right yeah, now? Anything know, going on? I don't know, but, yeah, I'm sure he kept in a personal place, and, it was a great moment for me just to have both in the same inning. I never thought that could be possible. I never imagined that. So uh, it was a great moment. 
When, when it's the off-season and the season was long, it was successful last year, how much time do you take just to get away? And then when do you start starting to get ready for spring training and starting to concentrate on baseball? So for me, I took only two weeks off after the season. It was a, it was a long season. It was my first full season in the, in the big leagues, and it's way harder than the minor league, I'll tell you that. Just to play 13 days in a row, you don't do that in the minor league. So um, it was hard. Um, but I have a mindset where it's always what's next for me. And um, after we lost, I always the first thing I thought was spring training or next season, what I can do better and how I can improve and um, be a better player. So um, I had that on my mind for those two weeks, and it was driving me crazy because I wanted to go work and um, just try to get better. So I just took two weeks off, and ever since I've been taking raw balls and hitting every day and working out. So um, I'll be ready for next season, and I'm looking forward to it. Watching the uh, Twins last year in the second half, there were times, certainly I recall late July, August, Twins had a late lead. You would come out, and Farmer would maybe come in to play some second base, or Polanco guys would move around. But then we got into September, and you weren't coming out as often as you were maybe a month earlier, and that speaks to the work that you were putting in every single day with Tony Diaz and many more to work on your craft at second base. For some young kids out here that, that, that play baseball, can you speak to that? And what that entails every single day to get better at second base like you did? Yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, because growing up, you know, it, back home, we don't have access to a field uh, 12 months out of the year. So it's a lot of stuff in the cages. And I, I hit a lot, as you probably can, can tell. I, I just hit when I was younger. And I couldn't take ground balls as much. And when I, once I got to pro ball, I kind of realized how the, the Latin players or all the guys from the United States that live down south, They'd just been taking way many more ground balls as me. So as soon as I, I got to pro ball, I told myself I was going to take more ground balls than everybody else, and I was going to catch them up, and I was going to have my, the same amount of ground balls in five years because I'm going to take 2,000 more ground balls every day than most of them. So um, ever since I've been here with the Twins, I just take so many ground balls. I work, and I work, and I, I try to get better. And I think defensively it's more about um, the rep repetition and how hard you work than just skill. So... Um, I've been working so hard with Tony and all the, the other guys behind the scene, and um, I'm just trying to be a better player, and I'm just trying to help the team win. And I knew that by being a better defender, it would help the team win. So, um, yeah. Really good stuff. How about a round of applause from Eddie Julian? It's going to be a huge part of the uh, Minnesota Twins this upcoming uh, season. Thank you, sir. Let's, uh, let's pause here, and we'll come back. For the radio audience, they'll get a little bit of CBS, and they'll get more twins, including Royce Lewis, early next hour. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.